You're listening to Soundside. I'm Libby Denkman. Kroger and Albertsons have been working for months to smooth the way to a $25 billion grocery merger. But this week, Washington Attorney General Bob Ferguson lobbed a carton of sour milk at the deal. Or was it rotten eggs? I don't know. Pick your favorite metaphor. Ferguson's office filed a lawsuit on Monday to block the deal between the owners of Hagen and Safeway and QFC and Fred Meyer. Paul Roberts is a reporter at the Seattle Times who has been following this proposed merger and its implications for consumers. Hi, Paul. Thanks for coming on the show today. Well, thanks for having me on. So what is Attorney General Ferguson alleging in this lawsuit? Why is he trying to stop this merger between Kroger and Albertsons? Well, the Attorney General is making two basic points. One is that the merger of Kroger and Albertsons will harm consumers by reducing competition and that's especially important in a state like Washington, where those two companies are, are heavily concentrated and have a lot of over, overlap in their markets. So you have places like the Seattle area where you have Kroger store, Kroger owns QFC and Fred Meyer and Safeway has, or Albertsons rather, has Safeway and Hagen. You'll have areas where you'll have competitors within a mile or so of each other. And so the question is, what happens to those two stores do they close? Are they sold off to someone else? Does that someone else have the capacity to run them so that they stay open? And what does this mean for consumers and then for prices? You know, with fewer competitors, the fear is that prices will go up because competition is what keeps prices down. So that's the first argument. The second argument is related. It's that the companies that are proposing the merger, Kroger and Albertsons, they want they say they can preserve that competition and protect consumers by selling off or divesting a large number of stores, stores that you know are too close to one another where there are competitive issues. And they'll sell those to a third party, uh, in this case, CNS Wholesale Grocery, or Grocers, rather. And this is a large, well, like the name implies, a large grocery wholesaler that has a retail operation, not a very big one, And that would become the competitor that would sort of come in and and sort of preserve competition in these markets, like the Seattle area, like Washington. And the attorney general is basically saying, we don't have any confidence that that your solution is going to work because, among other things, CNS Wholesale is not – they don't have much retail experience. They don't have any experience in Washington State. They have a very small retail footprint. They're basically not going to be a viable competitor. And – Really, it points to the sort of paradox because the merging parties, Kroger and Albertsons, are arguing on the one hand that they need to get bigger in order to be able to compete and survive in a world dominated by Walmart and Amazon. And that unless they have the scale of joining, you know, that would come from two companies, they don't have the buying power that they can wield with suppliers to keep prices down. And they just won't have the ability to fight in this new marketplace, this new grocery marketplace. On the other hand, they're saying, well, you know, we're going to go ahead and create this small competitor using our sort of spun off stores. And we're going to tell you that that will survive in this marketplace that we just told you can't be survived unless you're gigantic. So I think the attorney general is looking at that and saying this doesn't work and we think that the state should – Uh, exercise its authority here to sort of protect consumers and sue to block this merger. 
Yeah. Is getting bigger necessary and better for consumers? Or is this small spinoff company also going to be competitive and good for consumers? There seems to be a contradiction there, right, that the attorney general is pointing out. Paul, can we talk about the timing of this lawsuit? This merger was proposed over a year ago. Why is the attorney general suing now? This is a question a lot of folks are asking, both in terms of why on this particular date, it was you know Martin Luther King Day, a federal holiday, courts aren't open, so why then? And then why more broadly before the Federal Trade Commission, which is the big dog in, in terms of the government's antitrust regulation, before they that agency had filed its suit or, or made a determination as to whether it was going to sue? Typically, the FTC takes the lead. It works with states, but with these big mergers it, that affect you know multiple states, the FTC works very closely with states, shares information, and they want basically a coordinated legal strategy so that they are sort of going into the merger, any sort of litigation, with everyone on side and their strategy coordinated, information all shared. And to have a state go first, a lot of legal experts I talked to, most of whom were former FTC officials, said that this was really um, out of school and that they expected that the FTC was none too pleased by Ferguson's decision to go soon. So certainly people were saying, well, it's political, you know, he's running for governor, you know, he's, he's definitely making a name for himself. He's, he's standing out more than he might have had he waited for the FTC to sue. You know, that's, that's hard to discount entirely, just given the nature of politics and where we are in the election cycle. Yeah, anytime you have a headline-grabbing activity by somebody who's running for governor, you have to ask, why are they doing this? Why are they doing this now? Um, the other question I have is... Is there any indication that this shows some type of weakness in the federal case or disarray with the FTC's regulatory action that Ferguson would decide, I am not going to wait for the federal government to act. I have to jump off the line here. So that's that's one of the theories out there. And I think you have to step back and, and look at the, the broader time frame here. So it was it was understood that the FTC and the parties, Kroger and Albertsons and probably CNS Wholesale, they had set or agreed to a January 17th deadline by which time the FTC would have would decide and announce whether it intended to sue. Last week, we heard media reports suggesting that the parties, the FTC and the grocers, had agreed to extend that deadline into February and, and perhaps even further. And so the, the, the implication there was that the, everyone was talking. They were perhaps trying to get a negotiated settlement that would avoid a lawsuit that would sort of, you know, maybe the companies would agree to spin off more more of their companies, more of their locations. Um, whatever was going on, it, the FTC wanted apparent, was apparently okay with allowing more time, you know, in this process, this behind-the-scenes process. And so at about the same time we're hearing these reports that the FTC has extended the deadline, we're also seeing a leaked leaked story that the Washington state is considering this lawsuit. Now, the state AG wouldn't comment on it. FTC wouldn't comment on it. But lo and behold, on uh, Monday, the AG files the suit. So there was definitely, it was definitely sort of easy to 
um, infer that the AG, the state AG, Washington State, had not been satisfied with what was going on at the FTC. Whether that that dissatisfaction focused on the timing, you know, the moving of dates, um, or whether it was more about the content of the settlement. You know, the experts I talked to say that states typically work very closely with the FTC on this. They share information. They know what each other's strategy is. They would so the state Washington State likely would have understood at least something about where the FTC was in terms of its own strategy, its own plans to sue, the state of the negotiations with Kroger and Albertsons. And there's the suggestion by some experts that maybe the AG look the state AG, Washington State, looked at those negotiations and said, We don't think Washington State is going to come out well in this settlement, in the settlement that whatever settlement the FTC is sort of coming up with. And, you know, experts made the point that these settlements, these remedies to sort of preserve competition during these mergers are very location specific. They're very much determined by the geography of the two companies that are merging. And in some areas where Kroger and Albertsons don't have much of an overlap, they might not need to be much of a remedy at all. Um, but in places like Washington, you need to have a very complicated and aggressive remedy. And there might be the concern on the part of the Washington Attorney General that the FTC in sort of taking this national view of things and trying to get this merger, trying to reach some settlement that satisfies all parties and you know protects the public good, might have been willing to say, maybe overlook some of Washington's concerns. And, and maybe Washington State said, look, that's not good enough for us. We're going to get a lawsuit filed and sort of make our case and force you and the parties to, to sort of respond to that. Yeah, because there are lots of parts of Washington State where Safeway, Kroger, QFC, Fred Meyer, those are the options. And if that's all one company, that's a really big consolidation for Washington consumers. Paul, you talked a little bit about what Kroger and Albertsons have said, that they need this merger because they need to combat these mega retailers like Walmart and Amazon. What about what this means for consumers? I mean, you've been reporting on this proposed merger for some time. Does the melding of these companies mean fewer choices, higher prices, or does the spin-off option where the they would sell hundreds of stores and create this little competitor preserve access to groceries and competitive prices? I mean, I know it's hard to look in a crystal ball, but what have you found? I think at this point, it's really, um, it's too early to say, you know, the both the state and presumably the FTC will have these very complex analyses where they look at markets and try to make determinations about what level of competition is currently in the marketplace and then what would happen under certain merger scenarios and spin-off scenarios. And there's a lot of evidence, you know, historical evidence to back up a lot of these assertions. So you can look at things that have happened in the past and you can see what remedies worked and what didn't. Um, so, you know, people will always point to the Hoggins debacle where, you know, Albertsons and Safeway, when they merged, um, the deal was completed in 2015, they spun off a number of stores to Bellingham-based Hagen, which was this small regional grocery store, and it ended up not being able to absorb all those 
new locations and basically jump from a small player to a medium-sized player. There were a lot of other factors in, in that company's failure, and it's um, – you know, there was a lot of litigation around that, but the, that's always the example of here's what happens when you sort of try to create a, 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 a competitor out of thin air, essentially. Now, backers of the suit will say, look, CNS Wholesale is not a small player. They may not have a big retail arm, but they've got a huge, you know, commercial operation. They know how to operate a company that's involved with food they can make the necessary changes and adaptations to become a retailer or more of a retailer. You know, they wouldn't wade into this and spend so much money were it not for their belief, their strong confidence that they could pull this off. So, um, and then you look at, you know, Safeway and, and uh, or rather, you know, Albertsons and Kroger. Um, if you look at various locations around the, you know, the, say the Seattle area, you can see that in some cases those those stores need a little help. There's, um, you know, the, maybe the level of service, maybe the inventory, maybe the upkeep of the stores themselves. They could use some investment. So you could kind of see the argument that these merging proponents are making. It's like, look, we need to put ourselves together to pool our resources to become the kind of grocery player that the 21st century demands, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that's, you know, sort of in, in the pro-merger camp. I think on the other side of that, the other the opposing argument is that, you know, if you take away competition, there's really no incentive not to raise prices. I mean, as a, you know, a veteran grocery shopper in the Seattle area, I am very familiar with the differences between, say, a QFC and a Safeway. And I play those differences. I know which store brands, for example, are better at QFC versus uh, Safeway. Um, I know when to look for good prices. I'm very conscious of the the quality of the baked chicken at the Safeway Deli as opposed to that at QFC, which I find inferior. That may be personal opinion, but the point is that as a consumer, you know how to play the differences between these two competitors. And I, I know that a lot of those differences would disappear if Safeway and Albertsons, um, or rather if Albertsons and Kroger became the same company. And and the big question mark is, well, suppose my favorite Safeway turns into a CNS wholesale, would they know how to operate it like Safeway does? So as the as Lena Khan, who's the chair of the FTC, put it, there's so much uncertainty in these mergers and, and regulators face so many unknowns as they try to you know, come up with a remedy that is actually going to preserve competition or preserve enough competition while still allowing the merging parties to survive. And so she makes the point that, you know, once you've authorized it, you've given the thumbs up to a merger and you've allowed stores to be closed or sold or whatever the the merger structure entails, all that old structure is gone. All that old competitive infrastructure is out the window and you'll never get it back. You know, so regulators have to be really, really careful um, that they are that they are looking at every possible scenario here. And um, I don't, you know, one doesn't envy a, a regulator here in any case, whether they're at the federal or state level. And you know, maybe the state, maybe Washington State Attorney General, is saying we think you know FTC needs to be more careful, needs to take more time. And look to look at this merger, especially as it relates to Washington State.
Paul Roberts with the Seattle Times reporting on the Washington Attorney General filing a lawsuit to try to stop the merger of Kroger and Albertsons. I personally prefer the QFC deli because they carry boar's head, and that's I, I prefer that deli meat. But um, I understand that everybody has their own preferences. Paul, um, thank you so much. We'll be following your reporting on this. All right. Uh, good to talk to you again. And if you want to weigh in on grocery mergers or any other story that we cover on Soundside, our voicemail is 206-221-3213. That's 206-221-3213. Or email us at soundside at KUOW.org. Thanks for listening to Soundside. This show is only possible because listeners support us. If you're able to give right now, please check out the show notes for a link to donate. And don't forget, you can listen live on KUOW 94.9 FM Seattle at noon and 8 p.m. Monday through Thursday or anytime online at KUOW.org.